Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela, and welcome to another episode of Coffee Talk. So today, I am so excited to bring you an episode all about designer and luxury goods and consigning with the real real. I have Jack back with me. You may know him as Jack Valentine on YouTube or Flipped Thrift on Instagram. He was also on the podcast previously with his partner, Ryan. Uh, and we are going to sit down and just give you the ins and outs of what it's like to consign with the real real, what you should expect, and the realities behind what brands sell well on that platform and don't. You guys have been asking for this episode for quite some time, so I'm really excited to provide it to you, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Thrifters Villa. I am here with Jack. Hi, Jack. Hello, everybody. Everyone's <laughs> been waiting for this episode. <laughs> so I'm really excited. Lori was going to try to come on, but she is busy today. So Jack and I, it's just us. Just me and you. Yes. Um, We've so been today, wanting to make this episode for a year. A <laughs> Literally yes, one yes. year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so today's episode is about the highly requested the real real everyone's been asking about the real real everyone wants to learn more about it people want to learn about the luxury brands um i have my hypothesis on it which we talked about and we'll get into but before we get into all of that why don't you introduce yourself to some people who may not know who you are jack was on the podcast a few episodes ago with ryan so yeah, go back and listen ryan. to that <laughs> yes. so i am jack on youtube i'm jack valentine and on instagram i'm flipped thrift i'm known for being with ryan ryan the thrift finds um, I make YouTube videos about Poshmark and reselling, and I used to make a lot of real, real videos. I haven't kind of for a while, but that's because I always think they come off as boring. But I know a lot of people like them too, so I'm glad to be finally putting out some more real, real information. Um, but yeah, I sell on Posh and a little on eBay and Mercari, and I like to send a lot into the real, real. Yes. <laughs> My kind of guy. Uh, I have a question. Why Jack Valentine on YouTube? Um, my middle name's actually Valentine. Ah, there you go. I was, um, I was like, what's Jack's middle be, name? <laughs> it used to be like the most embarrassing thing to me ever. And people actually used to pick on me in like elementary school for my middle name Valentine. Like I literally got like bullied for it once and I hated it. And now it's like my favorite thing ever. And I wish it was my actual last name. Yes, like, I've because it's like your alter ego on social media. <laughs> Yes, and I love it. <laughs> it's perfect. There's no other Jack Valentine. When you type in Jack Valentine, it's just you that comes up. So yeah. it's great. Yes, perfect. I always wonder that. I was like, Valentine, is that his middle name? It's definitely not his last name. Yeah. I know it's not his last name. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, make sure you guys follow Jack if you don't already, which I'm sure most of you do. But if you don't, subscribe to his YouTube channel. Um, that's actually how I first learned about The Real Real was through Jack's um, YouTube videos. I don't remember what exactly I was searching or maybe I was on your YouTube channel and one of them came up while I was watching videos and that's how I learned what The Real Real was and I kind of went down this whole rabbit hole of The Real Real with your videos. So for me, I found your videos very helpful. Um, and I think anyone who's first starting out with The Real Real would find them helpful even though I still watch them because I think um, even if you are constantly selling on that platform, there's always something new that you can learn and different brands that other people pick up that you might not recognize, but you've seen yeah. that, you know, that you can send in. Uh, so I found it helpful. So if you do them again, I'll still watch them. 
<laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I usually just like would list off like more than the more recent ones. I would just like list off what sold and what they accepted, which I thought kind of got boring. But way back, I had made like actual like how to's and how to send stuff in that's not like on their designer list and stuff. But I had made those because like I was super interested in it too. I think I heard about it. Someone had like some reseller, I don't know who, had mentioned it in a video and they gave no information on it really. They just said like this I'm sending in, this I'm sending in. And I was like, why? Like, why are you sending these designer things to this place? Like, what is this? Yeah. And so I looked into it and then I tried so hard to find like YouTube videos about it. And there was just nothing like yeah. at all, like not a single video about consigning, like maybe some hauls of like people buying stuff from them. There's also videos of like people shaming the real real and like yeah. not getting authentic, authentic items from the real real. Yeah. So there's no yeah, like, videos. Oh, my bad experience. Yes. Like, my <laughs> yeah. baton, I was damaged or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, there was like nothing for the like consigning side. So I was like, well, I'm going to figure out how to do this. And then I'm going to make a video on how to do it because no one else Why is talking not? about it. Right. Yeah. And I think you kind of paved the way for that in like the re- in our little reseller community that we have because yeah. most people associate the real real and the videos with you. So you've kind of like that was your thing that kind of set you in that direction and people kind of look to you yeah. for all these luxury um goods and information. So you're like yeah. the little guru in the community yeah. which is great. I'm sure there's others <laughs> out there <good>. but <laughs> which is good cuz like I love using them. So like I'm totally fine when people like reach out about it because like I I'm not like paid or anything. I literally just like love using them. And whenever I say like, oh, like you should try sending it. You should try this there. It's like, there's no, no one pushing me to say that. Like I genuinely yeah. really like to. I agree with you. I'm, I'm in the same boat. So I have been sending to them for the last year and people always ask me, well, what do you do with all these different things that you find? The majority of stuff I find that's really good. I don't list myself. I'm not listing yeah you know, Fendi and Prada and Gucci, like on occasion, yes, I'm just sending it off. And, you know, we'll get into like the convenience of it all. Um, But if whatever work I don't have to do, great. I'm I'm all for it. And their customer service and everything about the real real is just great. Like responsive. um, You don't have to pay to get items back for now. (laughs) And hopefully that stays Uh, that way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they just, they're a different market. They market to different people. Um, they have actual stores. So if you send them a really great piece that they think they can put into a store, they will. Um, it won't yeah. just be I on the one website. One time I had one of my items really? be marked at like in the LA store. And I was like. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was like a Bottega Veneta wallet that was literally in like brand new condition, basically. And it said like on hold or something. And I was like, and it said it for like days. And I was like, what's going on? And then it finally went off hold and it said like at the LA location. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's like big time (laughs) when you have an item sent up to the store. (laughs) I have yet to go into a store. I know there's two, I think in New York City, but I have yet to go to see. They just got one in Chicago. Oh, so that's not far like, from you. Finally, we had just been to Chicago like two months ago, and yeah. I was hoping they had one there, but they only did like you could consign at some location there. Oh, okay, it wasn't like, a store, but now they have a store there. And so in March for my birthday, I want Ryan and I to go to Chicago again. Yes. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna get it all as credit that month, all my payment, yep. and I'm gonna like go off at the store. Oh my god, I don't blame you. I would totally do the same thing oh. too. 
just to experience like what the store is like because their customer service online is great which i'm sure in the store it's going to be even better and just the experience of touching the items and seeing it and everything and i'm sure the pieces that go in there are amazing yes and with how they like try to like paint themselves out to be and stuff i have a feeling they kind of try to treat it like a louis vuitton store yes. like a chanel you probably yep. go in they probably give you like water yes, they probably exactly. like exactly <laughs> oh, which would be so fun. <laughs> I know. You have to document that entire process. Yes. I, when oh, we gosh. hopefully next year, my sister and I will be able to go to New York because my sister and I always go to New York. It's only four hours away on the bus. It's not far from me, but uh, we usually go two, three times a year. But with what's going on in the world, yeah. we haven't gone this year. So I'm hoping yeah. next year we'll get to go for her birthday and I'll get to go there for the day because I'll probably spend all day in there staring at everything. Oh, yeah. And Literally. I might actually bring in items to consign while I'm there. Just I think see, I'll try that too. Right? Just yeah. to see like what the process is like in person and yeah. how easy of a transaction it would be. Like it'd be what fascinating I'm, to see that side of it. Yeah, I'm always interested. So like online, they make it sound like they stick to their designer directory like to a T, which at this point- No, they don't. <laughs> it all. No, they don't. Um, so I always wonder like if you did an in-person one, if they are more like that or if they're also like relaxed and they're just kind of like oh yeah, yeah we take all the stuff I, don't I know. think it would depend on what it is that you're bringing in i feel like yeah. it depends on the season it depends on so many different things so like right now i'm sending a bunch of sweaters and i'm sending so much stuff right now because christmas time people are shopping on there and they are selling things so fast and i'm like i need yes. to get more boxes out the door yes. right that's exactly what i'm doing um I feel like all the sweaters and jackets and things that I'm sending that aren't on their brand list, they're just taking because they know yeah. that they're, this is like their busiest time. Now it's a like yeah. end of November until like January is like their busiest time on the real rail. And if you want to yeah. send stuff, now is the time to do it. Like get it out Very the door. Mm -hmm. it's yeah, I just, I literally today dropped off three huge boxes. I think it was a total of like 75 items for the three combined. So That's like, awesome. yeah. I had a lot of heavy boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had one yesterday too. And I walked in the door and like I had it on my shoulder. I was like big and awkward. And I opened the door yeah. and the girl was like, are you okay? Is that too heavy? He's like, just take these clothes from me and send them as soon yeah. as you can. Yeah, like please. please move them along. <laughs> move it along as fast as the truck's right yeah. there. Can you put it on the truck for me? Yeah. I want to get it tomorrow. <laughs> I know. That's the beauty yeah. of being in Rhode Island is it goes to New Jersey. So within a day or oh, almost yeah. two, it's there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's, pretty fast too mine's like maybe like four or five days but that's not bad. again unlike unlike other services that take kind of long <laughs> we won't mention those places no but yeah look, no. We'll, we'll talk about it though a little bit why yeah. the real real and not thread up for you so i have tried thread up maybe three or four times now um well First off, I started off trying the real real first because like I'm a huge like luxury and designer junkie. Like that's just completely what interests me, whether it be super trendy designers or more like offshoot ones that people don't know about. I'm so into that. So right away that like clicked with me and the ability to like learn new ones by using their service. I just am obsessed with doing that. Um, but my like couple of thread up experiences were not good like they lost items of mine they took like a millennia to do it they i don't like that you have to pay to get stuff back it's just like 
And their customer service when I lost my item was not good either. And I had already been used to the real real because I had done the real real first. Right. And so just like in comparison, I was like, this is dreadful. Like, yes, I love that I can like change a price or I can send them stuff that isn't necessarily like designer or good, but the customer service was not good. The speed was not good. Just the fact that they have to mail you a label. Yeah. I was like, are you like, is that <laughs> like, that's just, that's crazy to me. That's, I don't even understand why that. Yeah. Is still how I think it's interesting because um, when I first used Thread Up was probably back in, I don't know, 2010, like something like that. When they first yeah. really started becoming a thing, like people knew about them, but they were nothing like they are today. And I sent them handbags because I didn't feel like selling those myself because I've always sold hand my handbags to get new ones myself ever since I was 16. <laughs> but um, I sent them in just to try it and just to see because they were more higher end because at the time, it, I think it was a Marc Jacobs bag, which back in 2010, that was a pretty big deal. You know, the Marc Jacobs yeah. bag had very different value in 2010 than it does yeah. now. Um, <laughs> so... I did that. And I mean, the process was pretty painless, but at the end I realized how much money I got paid out and it was like nothing. It was, it was just a waste of time for me where I should have just sold it myself. And that was my first experience. And it always left a sour taste in my mouth. Um, So when it came to actually like reselling stuff, I never looked to thread up for that because the payouts just aren't great. I don't care how you mark things up. Um, There's just certain pieces you'll never be able to get what it's worth on that platform. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't like that you only have a certain amount of time to reclaim items. I don't like that you have to pay to get the items back. Um, You know, I don't like all that stuff. Now they are a business and they're going to do whatever they want. And I, and I totally support that because that's their, that's their prerogative. That's what they do. That's their livelihood. Um, But as a reseller trying to do it, not worth it. The average person sending in things that doesn't want to bother at reselling, then by all means, like send your stuff in, you're going to get yeah. some kind of money back and use it as credits to buy something else. Um, yes. Now they've changed some things with their pricing and the stuff that I send to them is stale inventory or um, donations yeah. that I get that I'm just not going to send, uh, sell myself. I'll send those in. Yeah. So I don't care. Like it's, it's whatever yeah. money. I was probably going to donate it anyway. So I don't yeah. care what you get. Well, and like items, don't they expire within like 90 to 120 Yeah, but like some items, I feel like somehow get regenerated every time I look. I'm like, wait, wasn't this 40 days last week? 60? Something weird about like if someone puts it in their cart, even if they don't buy it, it somehow like gets another 30 days or something like that. Yeah, I don't get that. People can have it in their cart for like 24 hours, which is also a little weird because then that cuts off anyone else being able to buy it during that time yeah it's just it's even like the little things Mm -hmm. I just don't really like most of the ways that it works on thread up yeah like most of their products I agree with you even with like so the real world has a limit on how long you can have something in your cart but it's like 15 minutes so it will is it 20 or 15 I think it's 20 minutes yeah it's one or the other so but that's I mean in terms of like marketing it makes the buyer feel like they have to buy it like it's going to expire i need to make a decision really quick i need to buy it where if it's in a cart for 24 hours the person will just leave it there and then never go back to it i've done it (laughs) so i know i don't know 
Well, that's, and like I said, it like completely cuts off someone else being able to come in and buy it that whole time versus the real real. If it expires out of your cart, someone else can snatch it up right away. Correct. So, which I, which as a seller, you like, you yes. like that aspect of it. In my um, opinion. Also, go ahead. Oh, sorry. no, 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 go ahead. <laughs> in my opinion, I always think that thread up is more for like people to consign. I think that's kind of what they want is like the average person to consign. Mm -hmm. I don't think they were built as a platform for resellers to come in and like profit off of. Yes, you can. And yes, people do, obviously. But I don't think that's really what they want. And that's what they're going for. And I think that's why some of these like tools work the way they do, like the expiring items and like moving stuff through quickly and marking things down, whatever is because they want to move stuff through fast for people that don't really care about how much money it's making kind of yeah i i 100 agree with you and i think that's why they came out with all their new rules and regulations and policies right they yeah. in my opinion i don't know if it's true or not i have no facts to bid to back this but i think they're trying to push the reseller out because I- everyone tags them in instagram posts everyone talks about them on youtube if you don't think their pr people are looking at that stuff and you've got enough oh like, like, like you don't clearly you don't know how marketing works um they yeah. are viewing all of it and they don't want you on there yes <laughs> they yes. don't want you on. and i think we probably cause like a lot of problems for them because we're all like over here buying the rescue boxes and then complaining about them or we're like complaining about things that we are right now and stuff and they probably just don't want to deal with that like they can just have the average person that comes to consign their items and like I said doesn't care about how much it makes or what it's marked at or if it expires or I completely agree so I'm sorry if you're listening and you like thread up yeah and I are on the opposite end of that (laughs) yeah I have always just preferred I mean, like, luckily for me, the couple places I've lived, I've had, like, decent, normal consignment stores near me that, like, give me an okay amount on items that's, like, stale inventory, mm-hmm. like you said. So I've just totally preferred, like, in-person consigning over thread up. It's just, like, almost the same process, except so much less of a headache to just do in-person consigning. Yeah, and I think when you rely on one service in particular, and this could go for the real real too. I'm sure there's people out there that just source specifically for the real real and they don't have any other platform. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is they can change anything at any given moment. Um, and you can be out all of your money. You have no idea yeah. um, when your next yeah. paycheck's gonna come. And now to even get all your stuff could be a process in itself. And now you have to pay to get all of these items back and now you're already in the red. Uh, so, yes. you know, there's a lot that goes into that. I was just telling Lori the other day, I wish there were better buy, sell, trade stores around me. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple of consignment, uh, like small little boutiques, but it doesn't work like like a Buffalo Exchange or something like that. Like these are very high end yeah. consignment boutiques. Like you're going to get what you get and, you know, they're probably going to reject the majority of it. Like it needs to be pristine. Like they, they have a very particular clientele. Um, and then we have a Play-Dohs. So it's like, I don't really have that around me. I'd have to go into Boston, which I could do, but that would be like a trip. Like I'd have to drive into Boston, make sure I have different thrift stores I'm going to. Like it would have to be like, it has to be worth it for me. I have to, cause yeah. I have to drive 50 miles to get there. So that's a good portion of my day. I mean, an hour without traffic, maybe two with traffic, plus stopping yeah. at each place, paying for parking, mm-hmm. like it's a process. So yeah. I could do it, but it's not really worth it. 
my friend Jill, who has been on here too, had an idea and she said that we should open up a Buffalo Exchange here in Rhode Island and give Plato's <laughs> run for its money, which yeah. who knows, maybe we'll do it someday. <laughs> See, and I get, I get people like using ThreadUp if they're more in like a situation like that because you don't really have other options. I, I just, since I have had other options, I've never really wanted to try too much yeah. with ThreadUp. It's yeah. just not. The other thing yeah. too is it's whatever gives you joy. And I think for both of us, finding that luxury piece because we both love fashion, sending it to the real real gives us more joy than sending... Um, I don't want to say basic, but like mall brands and different, you know, more generic type pieces you can find everywhere to thread up. You can send them the luxury yeah. good, but it's a, it has a different connotation to it than sending it to the real real. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just the way that yeah. it is. Um, yes. I think and if you appreciate like fashion, you lean towards the real real. Yes. And they have that market so well, like, very they have that one down so like you know when you're sending the luxury item there that it's going to be seen by the people that are looking for something like that whereas in like thread up someone's scrolling through a bunch of maurice's and american eagle and then all of a sudden there's like a gucci and then there's more american eagle and like yeah it's kind of all over the place and things are unbranded a lot of the times like how many times yeah. do we see on instagram people find unbranded stuff and it's like some crazy good brand, you know? Literally, like, spell out Christian Dior, like, right. on search. <laughs> and I'm just like, what in... <laughs> I know, I know. Or even, like, they're photographing, like, things will be upside down. And, I mean, they yeah. are not meant to run the business that they're running, which I think is why they're making the changes that they are. Um, but I also think that it's shifting and people want to start joining the real real and learning more about it and all of that. And it's okay, you can join the real real, but I think you need to be a little realistic as to what that means. Because yeah. Jack and I have really great experiences and we've had not so great experiences with the way items are priced. And I think you just need to know what it is you're going to get and if it's worth it for you to um, even do it because uh, you're not gonna make a killing every time. Yeah, we both love them and have many positive things to say, but yeah. definitely they're not like perfect. Like, of oh. course, like there's, things that I've like not been happy about or like you said pricing especially I'm sure would be a big thing for a lot of people on certain things but yeah I think if people are used to pricing their own item on thread up you're going to come over to the rear rail and be like why is this only 40 or 50 dollars and I'll tell you why yeah. and it's, you can ask a consultant this anytime uh, we'll talk about the process of sending things in but if you ask anyone that works the rear rail they'll tell you in order for it to move quickly which is their whole motto is they need to price it at this price point this is what people are willing to pay this is what it's going to be priced at. You can recall an item at any time that you want. If you see it priced at $40, $50 and you don't like it, you can say, I want that back and they'll come right back to you. Um, yep. But that's just how they do it. That's their motto. Yes. And they base they basically have like an algorithm because they base their pricing completely off of what similar items have sold for in the past. Like mm -hmm. I sent in like a pair of like Giuseppe Zanotti heels once and they priced them, I don't know, like 75, like yeah. not much at all. And they literally, I asked, I think I asked, you can actually, you can email them and ask them to raise the price. Usually they say no, but every yeah. once in a while they will by a little bit. Um, but they will respond to you with like a link to the same item that sold in the past. And they'll be like, we've only sold it for 75 in the past. So that's why we're doing this. Yeah. Like the exact same item. So like, yeah. They have reason for their pricing. Yes, it can be upsetting sometimes, but 
we all know just because like something is a specific brand doesn't mean you're going to make a ton of money off of it. Right. So that's what they work off of as well. And I think when we start talking about brands, which we'll do next, I think it's important for people to realize just because you hear a great brand doesn't mean it's actually worth what you think it's worth. Because that happens so often. It all depends on the style. It depends on when it was made. I mean, there's so many things that go into it. So let's talk about brands. People always want to know, what can I send to the real real? And I always direct people, and I'm sure you do too, to their con- their consigner list and what they accept. Um, there are brands on there that I think people don't realize that they can send in. Um, for example, the North Face, Patagonia, yes. Sorel, mm-hmm. Ugg. Like they mm-hmm. actually love those brands and they price them fairly well. I have to say like the Patagonias and Sorels, I find in my experience, they've priced fair. It's been a fair price. Yeah. Yeah. Even Ugg, I feel like Ugg is, it's fair. Um, mm-hmm. Would I make the same amount if I sold them myself? No, but some items just sit and it's not worth it. And I just send that off. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other brands that you've sent in that aren't on their list? Because you can do this. And I've told people and they think I'm lying. Yes, you can. You can send mm-hmm. them other things and they'll accept it. Yes. You're technically not supposed to when you order a label. <laughs> I think even like a box that says yeah. everything in this box is in the list but yeah you can and they don't get mad at you no they don't um, get mad they just send it back to you or they accept it one or the other <laughs> yeah literally one time i accidentally put a pair of athleta leggings in there oh, and it's funny because really? they even yes they even entered it in as like athleta leggings so it was even like in their system but like <laughs> declined declined obviously but yeah, like yeah. but it's not like they like scolded me <laughs> no no they don't um, scold. But, they just, they're very nice about it they're yeah, just like back to a nice in, duster Um, I have sent in like Pendleton. Shockingly, Whoa, they've taken really? Pendleton from me a couple times. Yes, yes. Vintage Pendleton. I mean, I I try to like the one. I think it was older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I try when I send them Pendleton because I have a few times. I try to make sure it's like nice, like really nice Pendleton. Like I sent them like a huge like virgin wool like long red coat. Because, like, I do think they probably are, like, less picky brand-wise if it's a nice item. Right. Like, whereas if I sent, like, a Pendleton t-shirt, they'd be like, no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I mean, like, I don't know if fur is on their list because it's not really I don't think it is, but I know you can send it. Yes, but if you find, like, fur hats or, like, collars or something, they usually will take it should like look at my real real account but yeah there's definitely oh i've um, sent in like neiman marcus oh and they've taken it before huh. i do the same thing with pendleton where i like try to pick out like this super nice stuff yeah yeah, yeah. like Coke. i have sent them yeah, so much harbani and they accepted it oh yeah they never used to like last year they would never accept armani and this year they've started accepting it and i'm okay with it because i'd rather send it there <laughs> yeah. right up so i've just been That's slowly like sending my armani collection to them because it doesn't move on reselling platforms there's like no. the rare piece that you can move yourself but it's a very specific yeah. buyer for armani like it is a very mature woman typically or man and it's um yes. usually you know they're very pro- business professional and it's got a look Armani has a look. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So I've definitely send that that into them. Yeah. But yeah, you can definitely I the one that I can never get away with, and I've tried so many times, and it's what so brand? annoying. 
Tell me. Eileen Fisher. <laughs> I can't believe you I, even tried. <laughs> I have tried so many times. If you look up, they have some Eileen listed and they've had really? it in the past. So I'm like, you've taken it before. So take it again. <laughs> so I, yes. I'm like, why will you not take it from me? Because I cannot move Eileen and I do find some like decent Eileen pieces, but like. Let me see. They so they took Oscar de la Renta from me the other day. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think because it's a vintage piece and it says in here vintage. Because you know yeah. how on the website they have a new vintage tab? If you go oh, on the like desktop, there's a vintage tab on the left-hand side. And I think that's why they took it is because they're accepting oh. new vintage pieces, which makes sense because vintage is huge right now in the fashion world. So yeah, they um, actually used uh, in their, like something like on their item list or somewhere in their like, FAQ or whatever, they used to say that they didn't take vintage, even if it was on the list, which is weird. I don't know why. And they, they, I mean, they did because I used they to absolutely them. take it. <laughs> yes. Even when they said that I used to send them vintage, they'd take it. But on oh, St. John's, St. John is so off and on because they will, I don't know if people know, but every month, at least every month, they change the list. Yeah. Like they'll add stuff, they'll take stuff off. And St. John like pops in and out but I send it in all the time. And they usually- I can't usually, move St. John myself. Can you move it? I can't. I have actually like gotten like a few to move just randomly, like out of nowhere. But like for the most part, no. I don't even like to pick it up, honestly, unless it's super cheap and I'm sending it to them. But yeah, I cannot sell it myself. I've sold two pieces all. of St. John myself and they've both gone to the same buyer and she must work in like a- in either fashion or maybe she's on like a like a news anchor or something because every piece that she's bought for me is more of like a fancy like dress or a blazer of some sort with rhinestones on it so she obviously works in some type of field where this is what she looks for and she likes St. John uh, so I'm very thankful that she made two purchases from me of over a hundred dollars but that is not the case at all the St. John pieces I used oh. to have they just sit Yes. I would say if you are going to get St. John to sell, you've got to get the like flashy, like rivets or embellished or mm-hmm. maybe, maybe patterned, but even I've had patterned ones that don't even sell. Like usually you do have to get the like more interesting ones, which makes sense. Cause I mean, why do you want to spend that much money if you're just getting like a blue cardigan? Right. <laughs> So let's talk about that. So, all right, we we know some of the brands. So our number one recommendation is go through the list and then, you know, see what's on there and then just experiment and try sending them different things and see what happens. Um, Sneak a few in the box Mm -hmm. and see what happens. They might send it back or they might accept it. Um, If you have a brand that you think is worth a lot, just search and see if they've sold it in the past. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. if they have you could try it like me with Eileen, but that doesn't mean they're going to take it just because they've had it in the past, but they could. So, right. So definitely try it out. And I think once you see what items they've accepted, there's a whole process with it, right? So you've created your box, you send it off. They're going to go through it. They're going to process it. Their processing time is between one to two weeks, I would say for them to go through your box. Um, That doesn't mean they're photographing it or anything yet, but they're going through their box and they're telling you if it's accepted or if they're rejecting it and why they're rejecting it. So you get a whole little breakdown in your little app for the real, real. Go ahead. That that was another thing that I really, really didn't like about ThreadUp is you just get your stuff back in a box. There is no information. There is no reason. There's no list. Like that... I did not like that at all because I'm like, well, why didn't you take this? I have no idea. Like, 
I will say there are sometimes when the real real sends things back to me and says it's discolored or there's a stain or that there's a rip and I look at it and like, no, no, you just didn't want it. I'm sending it back to you. Yes. Yeah, I know. I know. That's so true. I just, one of my boxes that they got like last week, they literally marked like everything as discolored. Okay. Me like, too. So know. it wasn't just me. It was whoever was in the boxes that week because yes. every item came back as like, discolored. Not even no. <laughs> yeah. I know. So bad. I, I sent really, them all back all... and they took it all. They yes. took every single one. I know. And that's like always what happens. Yeah. So that's another thing with them too, is I think with the whole them taking stuff that's not on the list, heavily depends on who goes through your box, which you don't know who's going to, and you don't know who did technically. But if you just try stuff again, it's most likely going to be a different person. And some of them are pickier than others. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And even when it comes to pricing, because I think this, um, this is the next step. So your items are accepted or rejected. You're going to get a box back within a few weeks time, right? Of all your rejected Mm -hmm. items. They usually don't send them right away. I feel like they process the entire box first. They do what they need to do with it. And then they send you your rejected items. Okay, cool. We've gone, gone through that process. The next process is you're going to, it's basically a waiting game for, I'd say between two to four weeks, sometimes six weeks. It really depends on how busy they are, where they're going to go through your item. They're going to look it up. They're going to research. They're going to price it. They're going to create a description. You'll see all these things happening when you click on your item. It's really neat. You actually get to see the whole process of it. There's, look at, there's, you see it all, right? It's full disclosure the whole time with them. Um, And you may be surprised at how they price items. Um, I know I am sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, I know me too. In both directions. Right. Like, Sometimes I'm like, why would you mark this so low? And then sometimes I'm like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that you would mark this this high. Like, Right. Yeah, for for sure. example, Lafayette 148, they typically, if it's a blazer, they're pricing it over $100, which is nuts yeah. to me. Um, but their pants, they're only pri- like their trousers between 50 and 75. That's like the yeah. range, right? Um, so the pricing is going to vary depending on the item. If you're sending them a coat, I'm going to tell you right now, the coats are always priced fairly high, um, anywhere from the 130 to 700 and plus range. It really depends on the brand and what it is. If you're sending them pretty basic pieces, it's going to be $50 (laughs) between 40 and 50. I feel like that's their range for very basic pieces, unless it's something very unique. Um, it could be new at tag with the $500 price tag. It doesn't matter. It's going to be priced at 50. You know, that's just the way yeah. that it is. There are specific categories that I feel like you can count on 50 to maybe 65 always. Like jeans, mm-hmm. obviously, except like Gucci or whatever. Right. Like jeans, shorts, <laughs> skirts. <laughs> um, like, yeah, maybe like t-shirts if they're not graphic or anything, if they're just more like plain certain categories it's like always $50 yeah. like no matter what you said oh. new with tag or not super trendy super old low rise high rise flare straight light. like it it doesn't really matter yeah it doesn't and I think when you're going into this you need to have the expectation of you it's very likely that every piece might be priced at $50 and you may be mm-hmm. only getting a payout of 10 to 16 depending on where you are in your percentages which that's mm-hmm. a whole nother thing that we'll talk about too um i've pulled items a couple times that i thought were worth more and i could sell for more myself um and i did but it took longer 
but I typically leave my items on there. What do you do, Jack? Um, since I've like learned the pricing ranges and stuff, I'm really not surprised by much anymore. Like when I find like current Elliot, let's say, or rag and bone jeans or something at the thrift store, I'm like, let's see, I could sell this myself, but it's not that trendy. So I could send it to the real real, but they're going to market at 50. I'm going to make like 14. So I usually still will skip them. So like, I usually leave everything there because I'm just not surprised anymore. Like I expect whatever price they're going to do. The last item that I sent, one of the last items I sent to them was this Chloe. Um, it's a vintage formal wear uh, dress and it's beautiful. Uh, they had it priced at $175, which completely shocked me. Um, yeah. But they sent me their comps on very similar dresses and they were between the 100 and 250 range. So this is the one and only time they've ever done this. They bumped the price up to 250 for me. I paid 349 I can't be mad, right? Like that's just the mentality yeah. you have to have as a reseller is, okay, I paid 349. If it sells for 150 or 250, which everyone ends up being, I'm okay with it. I'm still making money on it. And if I were to sell it myself, it would probably take a really long time. Because yeah. who's buying formal wear right now? Yes. I no. know. <laughs> and I will say with the pricing, you also have to keep in mind that they have a 20% off coupon that mm -hmm they i think they even say it's limited time or something but it's never went away <laughs> on there and it applies to i would say like 95 percent of items like there are exclusions but that's only on stuff that's like super trendy and super expensive yeah like you're so, not gonna get 20 percent off a chanel handbag no it's not gonna happen no so like when your thing's marked at 50 it's technically 40. <laughs> like it's actually not 50 even um, so you have to like factor that in as well. And over time, everything that that coupon applies for the 95% of items gets marked down, right? like more and more and more and more. So you have to keep stuff like that in mind too. Even if you ask for a price raise, like say like you did mm -hmm. in three weeks, if it hasn't sold, it'll be back down to the like, right. 175, 150. Right. So. That's exactly it. And that's, so you're not doing any work when it comes to the real world. They're watching items there. They already have it set in their system when it's been, you know, two weeks, it's going to be marked down at this price, one month, this price. And it just keeps going until it sells until it basically gets to $10 or $15. Or I think, I think it's 15. It's usually between 12 and 15. And then people just kind of resellers come in like me and we start buying <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. Because then we get a credit of some sort and then we, you know, we do what we want with it. But um, yeah, so that can happen with pricing. Just be mindful of it. Some people have reached out to me and were surprised that things were priced really low. And I'm sure Jack people reach out to you too about it. And it's just, that's their business model. And you need to just learn how to yeah. work with it. And yes, your percentages get better with the more that you sell. There's a whole structure of percentages. But when you first start, you're basically at 40%. So keep that in mind, you know, depending yeah. on what you're sending in, you're only making 40% minus probably 20% of coupon that comes out of your profit. Yeah. Yes. Which I will say, I think like a huge, the main complaint I do get from people, including like my mom, cause I've gotten her to use the real, real. The big complaint is that people say like, they don't make much or like they end up making nothing on an item, which obviously can be true with some things. I mean, that happens even if you sell stuff on Posh, mm -hmm. sometimes you don't thing mm -hmm. um but if you are someone coming from thread up it's very similar where you kind of 
have to learn a lot. Like you can't just send in all your luxury and just expect everything to be marked high. Like you need to learn what they mark up, what categories they mark up, what mm-hmm. brands they mark up and whatever, and then base what you're going to do with that item off of what you know. Correct. Of. I agree. Unless you're yeah. offloading items that you can't sell, right? And they're completely stale for you and yeah. you're just going to donate them. If you're at that point, then whatever you get, you get. It's, it, I mean, it's great no matter what it is that they give yeah. you. So it's it's the same yeah. like what I do for Thread Up. I do with the Real Real too. Sometimes I'll hold on to items and I'm like, why am I doing this? Like just bad buy, mm-hmm. get rid of it. They'll sell it for me. I don't care if I make $6. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble on it you know it's yeah. money. if you, if you really wanted like a revenue stream it's a lot of learning I will say like yes for sure so I know you had like, mentioned the last podcast that you were thinking about making the real real more prominent in your business are you still there yeah. are you like okay yeah I I mean I'm I'm not at that point like I'm not at the point that like I would love to be at because it's going to probably take a while to really mm-hmm. build up like the amount of items they have from me that are marked high right but I would love to get the real real to be like a huge chunk of my income that would be awesome because mm-hmm. like we've talked about it like no work kind of I mean <laughs> once you like learn a lot of <laughs> yeah yeah um but also like you said I would never actually make it like my sole thing because yeah. I would never put my business in someone else's hands basically so right but that's exactly it there's yeah. always someone else working your business I mean they're very great their customer service which I think we can touch on now is fantastic so let's say you don't understand why an item is priced at whatever price point you send an email they're going to communicate with you you can jump on the phone text whatever you want to do give a consultant you can text them like it is just it is great in terms of customer service i've always had a great experience even if it was a negative experience and they lost an item which has happened they found it but i thankfully was able to talk to someone and i always felt like i was being heard um even though they couldn't find my item for a while you know i was okay with them then paying me out whatever they would have priced it at so there's a lot of really great perks with their customer service that i think other platforms even a reselling platform that jack and i are on don't have (laughs) yeah where is your customer service right like a generated email and generated response is not customer service you actually have to be able to have an actual conversation with someone um so you can easily reach out to them if you want to pull items off i've done it right before well no right when the pandemic hit i pulled everything off of the real real they were super understanding of it they said okay fine no problem and i didn't pay a dime they just sent it back to me um, and now I'm consigning everything again with them. So I yeah. love that aspect of the real, real. Yeah. I, I said that in my like original real, real how to that they just have the literal best customer service mm-hmm. of like probably any reselling, consigning, whatever program I've ever used by far. They're super fast. Mm-hmm. They're super friendly. And like, 
you always leave the situation feeling like it was resolved. At least I always have. Like you get you get your little like person, whatever you want to call them, like consultants. Now they're all managers, I think. I feel like they're all managers now. (laughs) Yes, like consultant or whatever. And they are there to like call you, to text you, to email you. They will give you labels. They will get you price estimates before you even send things in. They will like get you a blank list to fill out. They will literally like they probably they literally can schedule like a UPS pickup if you wanted to do that. Like they can literally do anything. They can connect you to who you need to be connected with if you have a problem. You can also email like just the normal customer service and they will get back to you. They say two to three days, but honestly, it's usually like one. Like it's yeah. fast. Yeah, I agree. If you don't even want to wait that long, you can call them. They're open for quite a long time and they are all super friendly. They all always figure it out for you. I've even seen on their um, website now, I think you can even chat with them live. Yes, you can chat so like, with them now. Mm-hmm. Literally so many ways to reach them and they're all super helpful. So like always, 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 they've been like amazing in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And I would assume it's the same way in the store too. Um, I think they just pride themselves on customer service, given the type of clientele that they're trying to cater to. I mean, a lot of that plays into it too. I mean, they're (laughs) catering towards, you know, a higher bracket in terms of clientele. Like I said before, I think they do try to keep up that like, we are a luxury, like Chanel, Louis Vuitton thing. So they want to keep the like, we cater to you feeling. Yeah, I agree. You can definitely tell in the way they do things, the way they package everything, everything comes back to you in a duster bag, like pretty hangers. And I mean, and I reuse all that stuff. It's great for me. I'm like, great, just a little pair of shoes using this duster bag, you know, it's wonderful. It's really, really great. Um, But yeah, so anything you want to do, you've you've got customer service there for you. You're good to go. So everything's listed now, right? We've got it processed. We've got the items with the prices. We've taken things back. Now items are listed. You basically just have to check that website on your app or on the app all day, every day to see what's sold for how much is a little bit of a delay. I will say that it is a little frustrating that there is a little bit of a delay. So like you'll see an item bump up to like the top of your items list and you're like, oh, did it sell? Why is it up there? Did someone return it? Like you, you know, or did they change something? Uh, And then like three days later, you'll see that it's sold. Like it doesn't update right away. That's my one thing that I don't like about it. Yeah, I would say this is probably like moving ahead a little, but my one thing that like can frustrate me is like sometimes you get excited because an item sells, but people get two full weeks. I know to open a return if they want to, and obviously it's not pot, so they don't need to like. It's because it has a flaw. Like they can return right. it just because they don't want. It. Right, right, right. Which can be frustrating because you get excited about like a huge sale, and then in literally like thirteen days it says mm-hmm. return requested. So. Yep. That can be frustrating. But I mean, again, that probably has to do with their whole, like, we're a luxury seller. Like, you can feel, like, safe and comfortable buying from us because you can return whenever you want and we'll help you and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I have a theory. Yeah. You know when, because the payouts for the real world are always on the 15th of the month. So every 15th of the month, they're going to pay you out whatever your commission is. If you have a coat, for example, this happened to me, that sells on the 30th person has until the 14th of that month to return it i think they wait until the 15th for the people that pay that buy things out at the end of the month so that they can pull that commission real quick out of your little account 
before it deposits. That's, that's exactly what I think too. I think they don't want to pay you before there could possibly be a return for right. something else, which I guess makes sense because like, what would they do then? Would they put you almost like in the negative for the next month? I've always thought that too. Right. So I, that's probably just their way of like guaranteeing that. Right. Because if it's what you actually earned basically. Yeah. Right. So even if there's 31 days, you would still on that 15th, they could easily pull before they push the transaction through. They'll just pull whatever it is yeah. and that money out. So that's my theory behind it. Cause there's no real, real reason why it would have to be the 15th. It's just, it makes sense for the that's business right. model. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. Because I've had that happen a couple of times where someone returned it like right at the 14th day mark. And then I went yeah. to go look at my pan. I was like, oh, well, what happened there? It was supposed to be 300 and yeah. said it's 80, yeah. you know? Which, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So someone returned something, which is fine. You know, I think that eventually Poshmark will probably change and accept more returns, like more like an eBay style than what they do now. Because yeah. I think eventually when they become public and all that, they're not gonna have a choice. You're gonna have to run like a real business. You're, you know, this whole not accepting returns because of fit is not gonna fly. Um, yeah, yeah. See what happens. Yeah, yeah, I've had I've had things with the real, real, literally I had this one puffer coat and it was by Norma Kamali mm-hmm. and it was literally returned, I think six times before it finally sold. <laughs> it was the most annoying thing. I was literally like at the point of like, I don't care how much I get for this. Like, stay away. Like, someone keep it. Like, I had a similar experience. I had found a Max Mara cashmere coat last winter, and it was a year before it sold. It got returned so many times, and I had reached out. I can't tell you how many times, and I was like, "There's something wrong. I think it's your sizing. I think you have it listed as an extra small, but the size is really a medium." Because I had tried it on, and it almost fit me. And I'm like a large, extra large, so it almost yeah. fit me. So clearly, it's not an extra small unless it's super oversized, which yeah. it would never be that oversized. Finally, they kept saying, "No, we checked the measurements. It's fine." Finally, after the fifth return, I said, "You need to pull it, and you need." <laughs> to check it or put it in one of your stores and have someone try yeah. it on because clearly yeah. something's wrong. And yeah. they so they ended up putting it in the New York store. Uh, I think the Soho one and it sold within like a couple of days because someone was actually able to put it on. And then yeah. I noticed on the website, they had changed it to size medium. So I was right all along. <laughs> they just didn't check That's, kind of, that's <laughs> kind of what I thought. I was like, the fit of this must be weird. I mean, I hadn't tried it on because like it wasn't my size right. or anything at all. But I was like, the fit has to be like weird or something because like there's no reason it should be returned like six times. Right. Like something with it. Something's like, wrong with this item. Right. That's even exactly if it had like a tiny flaw, you wouldn't think six people no. would be like that no. upset about it. Like no. And I've sold, let's yeah. talk about flaws for a second because I've sent them stuff that, like so I'm a big fan of like looking at the coat section and everything because that's where I get the bulk of my money if I send things to the real real is from my coats that I send. Okay. I've sent things that have little flaws. <laughs> And they still take it and they sell and they stay sold. They don't come back to me. So, yeah, you know, people, even though they're buying luxury are okay with maybe instead of spending $3,000 on a coat, they're spending $300 on a coat and it has a couple little flaws, not a big deal. So I'm sometimes deterred from sending them things that have flaws. As long as it's not glaring and doesn't take away from the piece itself, they accept things for the most part. Yeah, they because they do. I mean, they have like a ranking system on like condition and their description, which, yes, I will say, I guess that's another possible little negative about them. They do not have the most detailed description no, or condition not at all. At all. 
Not at all. They literally will say like good condition, minor pilling or like minor wear. And you're right. like, well, what does that mean? Like, right. but yeah, they'll, they'll rank stuff like good, very good, excellent and pristine. So like they will take things that are not right spotless. Like I've even seen them. I think I've sent them something that had like a little stain and they actually took like a fifth picture of like a close up, oh. which they don't do very often. No, yeah, they don't do that often. But they did. So like, they don't need like perfection for sure. No, they don't. I think that's another misconception. People think that everything is be perfect that you send to them. And I mean, they will, some of them will be sticklers about it. Whoever's opening up your box, they can be like, there was this pair of Ugg sneakers they sent back to me two weeks ago that had a little smudge on the white platform part of the sneaker. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And I whipped it off with the magic eraser and sent it back and they accepted it. So that can happen too. Um, But then they accept things and you're like, all right, this has glaring like moth holes all over the sleeve, but sure. I mean, you want to price it at 400, I'm okay with it. It it so depends on the person because yeah sometimes they will just like say something is like they act as if it's just like destroyed and you get it and yeah there's like a teeny little mark and you're like okay and yeah. then sometimes yeah you're like should I really send this yeah <laughs> and then they like right away I know. yeah I do all the time I'm like I do I really need to send this in I can just try to sell it myself I'm like well, just try it what's the worst that can happen they send it back to me fine. Um, But I'm a big fan of just get your returns and send it right back in and just keep sending it until they finally (laughs) accept it. That is my motto. (laughs) Very rarely do things kind of like leave my cycle of like back and forth to them. Every once in a while, I'll be like, okay, it's been like six times. This is kind of a stretch. I guess I'll donate it. But like, yeah, usually it's just like back and forth and back and forth. And eventually they take it. Eventually. It just depends on who's opening like, it. I always wonder, exactly. like, what if the same person's opening it and they're like, this chick again with this item? Like, I already come back to you. <laughs> I know. I always think that I'm like, am I on like this blacklist on the wall? And they're like, <laughs> really they're like, I've seen this 14 times. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they just get tired of it and they accept it. They're like, I just don't want to see this again. So yeah. I guess we'll take it. <laughs> I always think that, like, I wonder what they think about us behind the scenes when they see the same names all the time. But again, they have probably such a big team that it's probably not the same person. Yeah, I know. I know. But I think that's why I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I know. You don't really know how many, like, people they have, like, employees that go through mm-hmm. stuff. I'd be really interested to know, like, is it just, like, 12 people? Or is it, like, a huge team that, like, you have a different person? I don't know. I don't want that too. Like, it's always like this behind the scenes thing where like, I have like a vision in my head of like, it's a group of six people sitting at a table kind of thing. And they're going, Me too. that's the vision that I have, but it's probably not that. No, I always am like, there's got to be like 10 people that actually open the boxes, but then I'm like, okay, but they also get in so much stuff. Like there's no way. Look at Jeffree Star who donated his entire closet of things. Do you remember that? And they actually came in and they took it all. (laughs) It's literally literally like like a beehive. They were like. (laughs) And they were taking things off the shelves. I mean, he donated everything. I mean, he, I think he donated most of the proceeds to charity and whatnot. But um, either way, like, think about, there was only three people, was it? Well, no, there was three main people that they showed. But then was like teams of guys coming in. Like just everything. Yes, tons of people. So I'm sure there's lots of people that work there. I'm just going to keep the vision ahead of the six people at a table. I have the exact crap about me the whole time. (laughs) 
just like sighing when they read my label. They're like, great. Yeah. This guy again. They just dump it into a bag to send back. They literally don't even like look. We're just gonna put discolored for all of these. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Select all discolored. Yep, these are the things that go through my head. But the river was started by a woman. I forget her name. Oh yeah. I don't name? remember her name either, but yes, I knew it's her like it's her baby but she was in another startup that I don't think either she moved away from or didn't do well she has a TED talk and she has something else out there too and she talks about like why she started it and like what her uh, vision was behind the real real and how they're trying every day to get better and I have to say like I really do think they they try I know there's a lot of negative things out there about them if you bought from them but it's just like any other business like if you buy from Macy's or Nordstrom or anywhere um there's gonna be mishaps. Like, yeah it's gonna yeah. happen i know i've seen I've, it's always yeah people <laughs> always like freak out me like oh my gosh no one's gonna like shop the real real again did you see this article that's like a christian your bag was purchased and it was fake and someone wrote this huge article about it and i'm like every time stuff like that happens the real real is very like open like they're not like oh we have no comment or anything like they talk about it and they like they literally this one article that I'm thinking of with the Christian Dior they like let the person come in and see how it all works and they were like we're gonna like work on this we like take this seriously obviously you get a return Mm -hmm. you can I think even if you question authenticity they'll let you return it even if it said no returns allowed on this item yeah I agree that is usually true for almost everything. Even if you buy stuff deep, deep, like 80% clearance and you get it and there's like a flaw that they didn't say, it's supposed to not be allowed to be returned, but they'll still do it. If Yeah. Which again, great customer service once again. Yes. One more time. One more time. If you didn't hear us the first yeah. time, great customer service. You should look into it. Even if you're scared, because I know a lot of people are nervous about venturing into the real real because they just don't think they have the right pieces for it or, or whatnot. Um, I say just set up a consultation, just talk to someone, mm-hmm. give them a call. Like they, you can set up a time and tell them why you're nervous. The things that you're questioning, like oh, different questions that you have, that maybe we haven't touched upon, show them items that you have out of curiosity. Like, Hey, would you even take this? Is something that you guys would consider or don't do any of it and just get a box and put things in and send it and try it. Yeah. Like, it's just like thread out. Yeah. It's, unless you try it you really don't know the process we can explain it all day long yeah. and share our experiences i know to go through it mm-hmm. yeah it's one of those things it's kind of a learning process i mean it's not like it's difficult but it's a learning process and it's pretty easy to pick up on and start to figure out how to work it yeah now some people might say okay in my area I live in a very rural area and I can't find items to source for the real real, or I don't find those kind of brands for the real real. Like, what do you say to those people? Um, I mean, every once in a while I will like order stuff, like say from posh that I know that they'll mark up high and I'll send it in and make profits still, even after paying whatever the person charged plus posh is shipping. If you, again, if you like learn the process, you can kind of figure out what you can do that with. Um, also, I mean, when we're where I am right now, which is Iowa, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yes, we usually source in Minnesota, but right now in Iowa, um, there's like nothing here and it's rural. It seems like no one has luxury items, but I can still find some stuff, especially like vintage stuff mm-hmm. and especially some of those just like brands that like no one really knows. 
you can still find stuff. It's just, you really have to get that whole like Rolodex of like designers down. And I can guarantee you could basically go to any store and find an item that they would take. I like, agree with you. And you, and you really live in the most random places. Yes. Yes. And they really do take a lot of brands. It might not seem like it, but like they take tons and tons of different brands. Yeah. Their list is really long. I don't even know everything that they, that they take. A lot no. of times I find random brands in Savers or Salvation Army and I'll be like, what is this? I'll look it up. And the first thing that comes up is the real real. Yes. The first one that comes Stanford. up. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Honestly, usually like half my box I send in is like me sending in a brand for like the first time that I just learned that they liked. Yeah. So it's really like an endless amount of items. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that people need to get out of that mentality of like, well, I live in this area and everyone just has mall brands. It's just Walmart and Target all the time. I beg to differ and think, and I want to challenge <laughs> you to kind of go out there and actually look and see what's on the rack because um, there are people all over the place that have money or don't have money and just like to spend it on fashionable yeah. things that buy from Farfetch and buy from Revolve and buy yeah. from Nordstrom. Like it's everywhere. I don't care where you live. It does exist. Yes, it really does. I know. And it's always hard for me to read that from people when, like I said, I'm literally living in like nowhere, Iowa right now. And I've literally found like Teeks, Rothy's, a Prada bag, Gucci pants like it's 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 everywhere mm -hmm. yes it obviously less frequent I yeah. can agree with that but I would never say like I can never find anything like you can you just really have to look at maybe harder than other people do right and then I think using Poshmark or Mercari or eBay is a way to gain other luxury goods or even Facebook marketplace um mm -hmm. like your mom does which is crazy yes. you know um, the fact that she even finds that stuff is crazy to me I like I've never checked Facebook marketplace but I feel like Debbie probably like she haggles I feel like she like goes back and yeah. forth she really does yes she's also on it like all the time but yeah <laughs> she found crazy good stuff like some clearly like rich lady she found some like fry boots that were listed for like 20 and she was talking to this lady about how like she was going to come pick them up and whatever. And she wanted them. And the lady's just like, oh, I have another pair. Do you want two for the same price? And yes, she was please. like, yes. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, do you like knee high boots? And my mom's like, kind sure. of. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, well, I have some Stuart Weitzman's I can throw in for 25. I've never worn them and I still have the box. What? And I was like, Debbie. I know, handed. right? <laughs> like, That's so funny. Is, yeah so but like I also think it's Debbie's personality it really yeah probably is yeah well and Debbie sure is crap knew she was going to be like sending the stewards into the real real and selling the fry herself but she's like oh yeah I love knee-high boots <laughs> I love like wow they're that's all my have. size yeah <laughs> what other boots do you have do you have regular shoes yeah, too I'll yeah. take everything yeah Can I come in the house and look in your closet is there anything else you're selling <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny but there are ways to do it you know and I think I will start using Facebook marketplace more because um I do have some friends that use it for furniture purposes I've I, I haven't done that yet because of where I am yeah. we haven't moved yet but um for clothing I always forget to look on Facebook marketplace yeah. but I do look I on next door and I have looked out on next door a couple of times yeah I haven't used 
marketplace too much like i said in the video yesterday like i found like an anthro new tag bag for 15 ones but like when i go on i do see a lot of people sell like patagonia and like north face and lulu so i think it is a like viable place if you're looking to pick up i mean you have to obviously pay up more than the thrift store but if you want to pick up some like newer nicer stuff i think it's a good option. Yeah. Well, not let's, let's be utilize. real though. In today's thrift store, the prices that we're finding at Facebook oh, yeah. are the same price that we're finding in the thrift store. Yeah, exactly. That's why, that's why, honestly, I have become such a huge consignment store shopper because I'm just like, if a consignment store has like a half off or even 25% off sale, half the time, that's the same price as the thrift mm-hmm. store. And this stuff has been checked for quality and it's right. usually a lot nicer, not dirty. Half the time it's new tag. Like, I know. I know. Don't need to be a Goodwill when I can just go to a consignment store sometimes. No, it's so true. And it's like, and so then there's like this big controversy. Like it's the resellers that are making it so expensive. No, it's, I honestly think it's just the year itself. I think it's just been 2020 as a whole. They know that younger generations are shopping at thrift stores. They know that mm-hmm. people will pay up for certain things, especially vintage. Um, and yeah. they lost out on a lot of money in the beginning of the year and they have to recoup their costs. And that's the only way to yeah. do it. Well, yeah, thrifting is like super trendy now. Like people that aren't resellers are like thrifting more than ever. And I have never understood the concept of like Goodwills and Savers marking stuff up, especially Goodwills, because literally all that stuff, well, most of that stuff that's marked up goes to the bins because no one's going to pay that much for it. And then they get nothing for it. Right. It doesn't make any sense. That does not make any sense. Just market at the more affordable price and get something for it versus like marking it way up. And then you have to get like by the pound price. I know. None like, of it makes sense. And I also don't understand, sense. this is just us venting now, why employees at the thrift yeah, now- are mad when they see resellers. Why are you mad at me? Yeah. Why are you mad at me? And I really think- I know. Some of them get mad because they want those items. So like Savers, for example, it has to be on the floor for three days before they can buy it. And I do think that some of the younger younger girls get upset when they see you picking things up. But it's like, hey, yeah. here. like you sign that disclosure when you when you become an employee at the thrift store. Yeah. Sorry, but I'm going to get it. Yeah, I know. I've never got that either because it's also like resellers are like a huge chunk of Goodwill's income. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're still getting the price they asked for. Who cares what I'm going to go do with it after? Right. Like, that's kind of like, like still venting. <laughs> that's kind of like with people with like online arbitrage, if you're going to do it from like Posh or like Mercari, some people like feel bad that like, oh, I'm buying it from this person and then I'm marking it up. But like, the thing is, the person still got what they were asking for for it. Correct. Like, unless you maybe lowballed and like really pressured them, that's... Eh. A little shifty but like if you bought it for what they had it listed for they got what they wanted you can go do whatever you want like why does it matter there's no non-disclosure that you sign as a as a buyer when you're buying these items it's when you are an employee for an establishment or you know you're somehow involved right you're somehow intertwined in some type of establishment that limits you there's the non-disclosure in there you cannot do this like you can't buy you can't take clearance goods and sell it yourself for example, I worked yeah. at Walgreens, you worked at Walgreens. They would mm-hmm. highly frown upon you buying clearance items to sell them. Not to say people don't do it, but if you got caught, yeah. loss prevention would come in and you'd either get a slap on the wrist or you'd be fired. It's one or the other. And yeah. most companies are like that. Um, mm-hmm. I know if Savers catches you reselling and you work there, they will fire you. 
really i mean that makes they will fire you well i think it's mostly for the people that work in production because you're able to price it how you want to price it essentially like oh this is really great i'm gonna price it at 5.99 or i'm gonna price it at 60 dollars, and then i'm gonna come in and buy it half off at 30 and no i can sell it for however much right i think there's a lot of that that happens A lot of consignment stores are that same way too. Like if you use your employee discount and you buy something, you are not supposed to resell it. And if you do, you usually would be like terminated, yeah. which like I said, I mean, like it makes sense. Cause like you got the extra discount and you didn't really buy it for yourself. Like you bought it to profit and whatever. Right. But And that's because you work yeah. there, but as a seller who doesn't work there, I can do whatever I exactly. want. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And like I said, they're still getting right. what they asked for. Like, why does it matter what it someone's doing matter. after? I don't, it doesn't matter, but I, I think that they know who we are now. And yeah. that plays into it. Um, for example, the other day when I found a bunch of luxury goods at the thrift store, there was like a swarm of employees literally following me around and they stopped stocking because I was grabbing everything. So, I mean, <laughs> fine. That, I'll just come back another day. No big deal. You yeah. stop today. I'll just come back the next day. No problem. Did they think you were going to like run out with it or I something? No, maybe because I had a carriage filled to the top. Maybe. Yeah. And I was tempted to get a second carriage to like sort. And I was like, they're really going to like, they're going to lose it if they see me grab a second yeah. carriage. Yeah. So I made it work. But yeah, I mean, they were like surrounding me like hawks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I will say that's, that's one thing. We're on such tangents now, but I know, I'm but like, it's fine, right? More. <laughs> Um, that's one thing I really like about like shopping at like the bins is I feel like it's understood that like everyone there is a reseller basically like it's it's I feel like there's just less of like that frowned upon feeling Mm -hmm. that you get when you go to like thrift stores or consignment stores because like it's wholesale buying like usually you don't need to fill your closet like three times a week filling a card like. <laughs> right right hundreds of pounds at a time <laughs> yeah seriously. your bins and then we can circle back to where we were but does your bins do do what um denali's bins do where you can buy like an actual pallet and then sort through it i don't believe so that'd be kind of i've always like kind of wanted to ask but i mean i've never heard of someone getting it that way and i've never seen them like offer that or something i mean they have so many pallets i'm sure they could maybe they just don't know that that's like something that other ones do but yeah i don't think they do yeah the ones around here don't do it either but i'm always curious like if the one that is two hours away from me did it i would absolutely invest that money into it and do it because even if i don't find the most amazing things i can at least double my money yeah like what i don't how much are they usually for people like 200 bucks or something like 200 300 like it depends on where you live but even still okay like say i find like five even decent things i can make my money back like it's exactly it's really experience that like digging through and actually seeing like what the waste is um yes you know i think that's the most important thing and i think using different services going back to like the real rail and thread up um i really do like how they promote I think what is that on the real real how many gallons of water or liters of water you have? oh yeah everything says like the miles driven yeah. that you save and like the gallons of water and the carbon yeah so this one says i had sixteen thousand nine hundred ninety two liters of water saved by my consignment so i i like seeing that stuff i in it yeah makes me feel good that i'm giving these things another place to go to and i think just seeing the 
breakout of that on on a website like we don't see that on Poshmark we're just no it's you know it's a transaction where on different yeah. platforms even ThreadUp does it like you feel like you're being sustainable yeah and it's really cool because I think it's like once a year the real real will send you like a year summary or year in review or something and they'll literally say how many gallons of water like the whole year that you saved and it's always just like mind-blowing like it's like a ton just like yeah. It is cool. It puts it more just like, wow, I'm like, while I'm like generating profit, obviously for myself, I'm like actually making somewhat of a difference too. Yeah. And I think because. No, no, but it's true. And I think that luxury goods don't get dumped as often. Um, but when, but people that can afford these types of luxury goods do dump them when they're ready for the next new coolest thing and to be able to find them and give them another home is nice. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I still still find luxury stuff in the bins. So like it was one step away from the literal dump. So like, yeah. It's true. Which is it's also true. crazy. When you think of the stuff that did yeah, slip by. Yeah, I want to think about it because it makes my, <laughs> it just makes my head hurt when I think about I the things I found at the bins before. And I'm like, someone really threw this and didn't like, no big deal. Like, we're just going to toss yeah. it. I yeah. can't imagine. I just, and maybe it's because we don't come from that lifestyle, right? Like the, yeah, I know. a lot of that plays into it. Like we don't live that type of lifestyle. And even if I might have a couple pieces that are luxury, it's not like I go around flaunting it or like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if I wear yeah. it, if I wear it, it's because I'm confident in it and I love it and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, there's certain yeah. brands that you love and, you know, and I know, I know that you love certain luxury brands. Just like I love certain luxury ba- brands. Yeah. And the day that I buy myself a Chanel purse, yeah, I'll probably show it off a little bit, but like, yeah. I would never get, like, that thing will be a, like an heirloom to my family. Like, it'll yeah. get past generations, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's very different. Or for you, for example, I know you've sold a lot of stuff that you've bought that's luxury. You've either sold it back to the mm-hmm. real real or you've sold it yourself to buy yeah. that next whatever it is. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I know. I can't just like go donate it. And yeah, not can even you imagine that? Like, go donate that Louis Vuitton backpack, all right? Yeah. Like, Poshmark <laughs> and go uh, donate it. <laughs> it's just like crazy to me. That's I know. Insane. Like all those shoes that you found. Oh, I know. I'm just like the fact that someone got no money for that. It's yeah. just. I want more. I want like the backstory behind all the luxury things. I have. know. I want to know why. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know it all. And do you have more? Yes, exactly. I will pay you. How do I get more? Take it all. (laughs) You know. Well, isn't it crazy to think of like that? Some of that stuff, like those shoes and stuff, possibly end up in the bins, and then possibly no one ran into it that knows the brand, and it's literally like who knows where in like the literal dump right now. Something that was originally like thousands. I know thousands of dollars just sitting in soil. It's crazy to really think about it. And that people keep saying resellers are bad, but like, no, we're not. Yeah. No, I know, I know. That's just crazy. I I don't know how anyone can logically like think of think that and like believe. I just that's just like crazy. I don't it's just people not understanding what the actual process yeah. is. Yeah, or like that latest argument of like that we're like taking this stuff from like people that need to shop thrift stores i'm like you go to the bins and you tell me that we're taking all of the stuff Mm -hmm. it's so (laughs) literally there's still too much there's 
too too much like too much times infinity like there's just so much stuff right and they think that's that- just like so ridiculous. I think when you think, like, if you really think about it, like the things that we're taking are what sell for us, right? There's still plenty of clothes in the thrift store that I'm leaving behind that I would absolutely buy myself to wear, to work yes. or, what, or wherever, right? There's plenty yeah. of stuff. Plenty. Yes. Just because I, I took know. those few anthropology pieces does not mean there's nothing now for the next person to come. I know. And take I know. It. Just because like 30 people come in that resell doesn't mean there's suddenly nothing left. Because they're constantly stocking, aren't they? I was going to say, our donation lines have been full since all of them started taking donations again. Like, it's been like parades. I know. It's the same here. And then then you look outside and it's just fit. Like, all those bins that they wheel them in, like, it's just filled and filled. And things are just dumped on the sidewalk. Like, the amount of waste that we as Americans produce is just, it's bad. I know. It's, that's like a whole episode in itself, the amount of waste. I know. I need to have Nick on. That's what I need to do because Lori did that live with <laughs> yes. Nick. I need to have him on the podcast with Lori and we need to sit down and talk about all the waste that um, that oh. happens because it's just out of this world, the amount of waste produced in the country. It I is know. crazy. All right, back to I the know. real world. Every <laughs> location. Every, yeah. <laughs> back to what we're really talking about. Now that we've done tanted up yeah sorry guys (laughs) no people like when we start talking about real things too they're they're okay with it they know how it works here is there anything that you want to add um jack that we maybe didn't touch upon or um some words of advice maybe for those who are new to it and have really wanted to start the journey i would just say like just give it a try just send in some stuff that you're not too like overly attached to that you're not too worried about and just give it a try and see how it works talk with your like consultant person and then if you like it and whatever and you really want to make it a source of income like i said it's a lot of learning it's a lot of memorization but and and it's a lot of googling yeah. but like at the same time it's fun like I really enjoy learning it all and like getting this new list of brands and like figuring this brand out and learning a new brand and whatever. So it's, if you really want to make it like a big source, it's possible. And it just takes time and learning kind of like everything. Yeah. It's just like everything else. I think you, the opportunity is there for everyone to do it. Um, Check the brand list, figure out what it is that you have that you can send in, get your feet wet, you know, you can always reach out to Jack. You can always reach out to me. I mean, yeah. we are by no means experts. I mean, we have experience, obviously, in doing it. Jack has way more experience than me. Um, but just try it out and see how it goes for you. And then maybe you do it again. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's a learning experience for you. Maybe this will, I don't know, maybe you'll branch off into something else. Maybe you'll, you'll do consignment with just a consignment store in your area because you could do that too. Yeah. Um, but I think it's worth trying I think you should know what you're, you know, just like we discussed, the expectations are and pricing and all of that. And just know that you're working with a great company with great customer service. So you shouldn't be afraid. Yes. But yeah, definitely. If anyone has questions, they can message either of us. I'm always like, people always are saying they're going to start for the first time. And I send them like the blank list and I tell them how to get a label and stuff. So I'm totally willing to answer questions if anyone has any. And then maybe he'll do a YouTube video soon. Yes, I should. I just need to figure out like a more like interesting layout or something. Like it's, well, it's maybe just too like, do, I think you should do a video on what you're sending. Like 
sit down and actually show the items that you're sending and why you're sending it kind of thing. Maybe do something like that. Back in the day, I used to do, um, it was called like, what you packing or something I called oh, them. And so I would funny. like, literally, I would literally like walk through what I was like packing up to ship to them. So maybe I should do something more. Like I think that. you should do that. I think people want to see that. I think that's what people are most curious about. Like, what did it, what are you sending and why are you sending it? And like, when I did a stories <laughs> about it, that's what people were asking me for the most part. Like, okay, well, why'd you send them this? And what do they usually price that at kind of thing? So I think that will be your, your little, in to get back into making real real videos i think people will appreciate that that's a good idea yeah i need to somehow also get ryan to be in it too i think some people get upset when it's like a video of just one of the two of us (laughs) i'll just have him sit in the background just like ryan can just hold up the stuff then yeah i'll talk about it he's like the assistant (laughs) yes that's exactly it he can make his little faces in the background and they'll be fine yeah yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jack, for coming on again on the podcast and doing this episode with me. It was fun to just sit down and chat with you as yes, always. Thank you for having me on. I had a good time. <laughs> yes, same here. And thank you everyone for listening. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.